This is Golf with Jay Delsing. A two-time All-American at UCLA. A participant in nearly 700 PGA Tour events. Seven professional wins to his credit. Over 30 years of professional golf experience. A member of the St. Louis Sports Hall of Fame. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. Golf with Jay Delsing presented by Doherty Business Solutions. Our guest coming up will be Barbara Nicholas, commonly referred to as the First Lady of Golf, the wife of Jack Nicholas, and it's going to be fun to visit with her. That's Jay Delsing. I'm Dan McLaughlin. Jay, good morning to you. Danny, so great to be with you. And Barbara Nicholas, man, cannot wait. What do you want to hear from Barbara? I mean, a lot of people know different aspects of the Nicholas family, what they mean to golf, but what do you want to hear from her? Man, I just want to really know, you know, how do they do it? How I, I know that she couldn't have foreseen this sort of success. But, you know, Jack talks a lot about, I won probably two majors on my own and the rest are because of Barbara. And I want to know what she has to say about that. Imagine being the wife of a player that's on the PGA Tour. You went through this nearly 30 years on the PGA Tour. Family life can be very tough. It can be. It sure can be. And, um, you know, I have four lovely daughters uh, and an ex-wife uh, to prove it. And um, it, it's it's difficult, Danny. Look, marriage, marriage and family life is tough in general. When you're gone all the time, you really need a special person. You need to be, I don't know, there just needs to be a lot of communication between both partners to try to figure this thing out. And I also want to say, you know, I heard stories at the time that Jack very seldom missed stuff. And I want to ask Barbara about that as well, because I would skip tournaments and things like that when the girls had recitals and different things. I, I did miss things. I mean, you know, you know what that's like. But for the most part, I tried to be there as much as I possibly could. And I heard that Jack did an unbelievable job of stuff like that. So we're going to ask her about that. Also, their charitable endeavors, which is hundreds of millions of dollars for hospitals, not only in Ohio, where both hail from, but now in Florida, where they're at, and the Play Yellow Initiative. I want to get the story behind this because we've heard different variations of it, but let's get it right from Barbara Nicholas. No kidding. And, you know, Danny, I've read about this, and I'm really intrigued about this yellow shirt. And I can still hear... hear um, Vern Lundquist, yes, sir, you know, on 16, and Jack with the yellow shirt and raising the putter head, and and I didn't know that there was there was a story behind that yellow, and it's really cool. So if people watch the Memorial, which is Jack's tournament, guys are wearing the yellow ribbons, and then Jack is always there to greet the player. I'm going to ask Barbara, I don't know if there's much said in those meetings, I probably know, not, right? but, I you know, it's cool, though, to see them not with their contemporaries, but yet they've stayed somewhat contemporary because everybody has the great respect for their family. Oh, for sure. And one of the things, I mean, there are plenty of tour players that refer to, to Barbara's mom or mom junior or Ricky mom the Fowler. second. Yeah, Ricky Fowler. And, uh, you know, he just knocked off a, a win that has been a long time coming and he's been through kind of the, this big swoon and, and deep valley and now he's come out of it and so I'd love to get our thoughts on that as well. So we are presented by Darty Business Solutions. We're on the range brought to you by Family Golf and Learning Center located in Kirkwood. Go over and say hello to Adam Betts and all his teachers over there for both men, women and children and as well we're brought to you by the Gateway section of the PGA. Again Barbara Nicholas will be our guest coming up. We're going to do our tip of the cap right now. We always talk about 
innovations in golf. And you're involved with this. It's called Clubface dash golf.com what is this danny this is a, imagine social media you and i off the air dog social media and all of the craziness we about do? social media we love it we love social media i mean danny this is a, a a social media platform for golf only none of this drama none of the trash none of the uh, you know the trolling and all of this oh i'm gonna take a shot at him and hide behind my handle on twitter this is about guys and gals playing golf, telling golf stories, golf pictures. Paul McKeldin is a great guy. He created this thing, and they're getting a million or two hits a day. It's really something special. They're going to start putting our shows on there, and we're, we've got a little excerpt from Paul coming up later in the show. Well, he is from England. Let's do it right now. Paul McKeldin. You'll know he's from England when you hear this. If we, if we just jump back five years or so, I was an avid social media uh, fan. I, um, I used it for business, for marketing. But gradually, as, as social media got a little bit more complicated, I think, for the end user and for marketers. But it also um, got to a place where quite often it wasn't a very comfortable place to be. And this was at the sort of time that I started joining golf clubs and things like that and started talking to golf club managers about their communication channels and how they were engaging with their members and their guests. And one of the questions I always asked was, how do you engage with your members and guests? And uh, I would often be told, we send out a weekly newsletter, um, we have notice boards around the club, and I sort of pointed out, that's communicating at, but how do you communicate with? And I'm a big advocate for communication. I, I always say to golf clubs, you know, engaged members are retained members. If your members feel like they're part of the decision-making process of the club in any sort of way, they're likely to stay at the club longer. So I, that led on to conversations about what their social media strategies were and what they were using. And, and nine times out of 10, Jay, I would ask people, you know, how do you go about your social media? What do you do? And I would see their eyes roll. And, you know, you know, certainly in the UK, but it's certainly in, in a lot of clubs across Europe as well, that the people who were making the decisions on social media were, were really amateur, sort of, I've got a Facebook page, so I'll manage the club's Facebook page. And there was no strategy. There was no structure behind what they were trying to do. But within the club, there'd be some people would just use LinkedIn, some people would use Facebook, some people would use Twitter, some people are using Instagram and TikTok. And this is all over the place. There's nothing centralized to offer a, a good communication channel. So I, I set about setting up clubfacegolf.com, which is a vertical social network just for golf. There are individual levels within it. So you can be just a user member or you can be a club member. The club pages, for instance, offer things like um, you can follow a club as a member or as a guest. And when the club posts content on their page, they can target it to just members or just guests. And it's a great way of bringing your guests back to the club or getting feedback on what's been happening. Businesses can set up accounts and they can they can add search terms to their page. So people using the search bar, if they're looking for balls, type in balls and all the businesses that offer balls will come up and they can then follow those pages and communicate. So really fundamentally, Jay, you know, I, I've gone a long winded way around saying this is Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, but just for golf. And what that allows us to do is keep all of the nonsense off the platform. There's so much trash on social mm -hmm. media. It's really, it, 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 there's vitriol. There's just people spewing and they've got an opinion and they're going to take a shot at this guy or that woman or this. And there's none of that on Club Face Golf. And that's the thing that really got absolutely. me interested. You're absolutely right. I mean, we have a, I, I have a policy. Whenever I was designing the platform with my developers, I have a son who's now 14 and another son who's 17. And as I was designing the platform, I kept thinking to myself, would I be happy if the boys were on here? 
would I be comfortable if they were on here? And that that's sort of how we've developed the platform. You know, I'd want my wives and girlfriends and what have you to feel comfortable on there. I mean, I've seen, I've, I've worked with some of the LET girls and I've seen some of the messaging and the, the, the content they get on their social media posts. And quite frankly, it's disgusting. It is beyond reprehensible so uh we we have a really strict policy we have no hate we have no bias we have we want to actively encourage vigorous debate you know if i say to you jay you've got that absolutely wrong and i think you're a bit of a moron for it but but the point is it's a safe platform and we we focus on quality rather than quantity i always say if we ever got to facebook levels with two billion users we failed appallingly as a business because there simply aren't two billion golfers in the world. We want the users to, to help moderate the platform. So every post, you can report the post. You can say it's got a, a harmful image. And we're, we're really strict on what we take off. I love it. I just love it, Danny. And folks, check this platform out. It's really super fun. It's, it's a positive thing. There's not a bunch of junk on there and there's people telling golf stories or asking hey i'm looking for a partner to play on you know and it's it's worldwide it's really interesting so again go to the website clubface-golf.com and that is our tip of the cap and let's give our tip of the cap to the dean team the dean team volkswagen of kirkwood and our buddy colin burnt 314-966-0303 folks you need any sort of vehicle anything i've got a truck that that colin's hooked me up with my daughter, Joe, has a VW. It, 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 Colin is a great guy. And if you need a personal invitation, email me, jay at jdelsingolf.com. I will personally introduce you to Colin. They're great over at Dean Team Volkswagen of Kirkwood. That's Jay Delsing. I'm Dan McLaughlin. We're presented by Darty Business Solutions. And coming up, it is the first lady of golf, Barbara Nicholas, on Golf with Jay Delsing. That was On the Range with Jay Delsing. For news on the latest golf equipment, tips, and to ask Jay a question, Log on to jdelsinggolf.com. Coming up, it's the Front Nine on Golf with Jay Delsing. Darty Business Solutions, the title sponsor of the Golf with Jay Delsing show, is a leader in our community in so many areas. Do they have over 2,500 teammates in over 30 states and three countries? Yes, they do. Are they the largest IT consulting firm in our area? Yes, they are. Are they the largest software developer in the St. Louis region? Of course they are. But here are a few other important things to know about Doherty Business Solutions. They are the presenting sponsor of the Ascension Charity Classic. They are the presenting sponsor and were the first presenting sponsor of the Advocate Professional Golfers event at Glen Echo that will be held there this year as well. They are also the founders of Access Point. This is a community game changer. It builds diversity in the IT workforce. Hundreds of mostly African-American women are getting fifty dollars to $60,000 a year jobs right out of high school. That's right, right out of high school. Ron Darty, company founder, chaired the 2023 Heart Ball this year. It supported the local American Heart Association chapters and raised over $600,000 in one evening. These are more examples of the many things that Darty Business Solutions does in our community. The Legends of Golf return to St. Louis in 2023. You won't want to miss one of the strongest fields in golf. Ernie Els, Steve Stricker, Bernard Longer, John Daly, and many more when they compete for the 2023 Ascension Charity Classic title, September 5th through the 10th at historic Norwood Hills Country Club. All proceeds benefit area charities. Together, we were able to donate over $1 million to those most in need last year. Visit ascensioncharityclassic.com. 
The official vehicle provider of the Golf with Jay Delsing show is the Dean Team. The Dean Team Volkswagen of Kirkwood. They provide me, Pearlie, and our families with all of our cars. The reason we went with the Dean Team is because we could trust them. We knew at the Dean Team they were going to take care of us, and they have. They made the entire car buying experience so simple. It was more than just simply selling us a vehicle. The Dean Team made our car buying experience seamless and enjoyable throughout that entire process. The Dean Team has the complete car buying steps done before you head into their showroom. They're ready to answer all your questions and set your mind at ease when buying a vehicle. At the Dean Team, they offer new, pre-owned, and all the services included with your Dean Team purchase. When you're with the Dean Team, they become lifelong friends. The Dean Team Volkswagen of Kirkwood, located at Manchester Road in Kirkwood. The Dean Team. This is Dan McLaughlin, inviting you to the 21st Annual Dan McLaughlin Golf Tournament to benefit the Special Education Foundation. This tournament has raised over $5 million, and 100% of the money raised has gone to children with special needs in our community. To sponsor, volunteer, or to play in the event on October 9th at Norwood Hills Country Club, please visit sef-stl.org. I'll see you on October 9th at Norwood Hills Country Club. is the front nine on golf with Jay Delsing. The front nine is presented by the Ascension Charity Classic, September 5th through the 10th at Norwood Hills Country Club. Find out more at ascensioncharityclassic.com. This is the front nine on golf with Jay Delsing. That's Jay Delsing. I'm Dan McLaughlin. We're presented by Darty Business Solutions. And often in sports and in business, When talking about someone's success, you hear about the support system that he or she may have, and there's none better in the game of golf than Barbara Nicholas. And Barbara, thanks for joining us. Uh, We certainly appreciate it. Well, it's such a nice compliment that you asked. Oh, my gosh. Barbara, the, the first lady of golf, I think about the things that you've done. And I, I just couldn't I, I think it would be really, really interesting to, to let the listeners get a little background on you and Jack and how you met and playing the tour back in the days. I think it would be really interesting. Oh, my gosh. That could take a week. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jack and I actually met the first week of our freshman year in college and uh uh, I knew nothing about golf, and he actually really wasn't playing much golf at that time. I mean, just kind of getting into it. And my dad was a high school math teacher, so there was really no golf in our family. And uh, so we just uh, we dated a, the first first quarter in school and got to about uh, the holidays and thought, oh, maybe time to, you know, to maybe see other people. So we did for almost two months, and then got back together in February and we were married between our junior and senior year. So it that that part kind of flew by. Well, when you are married as long as you guys have been, you have different initiatives in life, whether it's in golf or philanthropy, and that's really the main reason we wanted to talk to you about and uh, and what you've done for children. How did that all start for you? And maybe you can give our listeners that don't know the background of what you went through as a family, and that's now uh, been able to raise millions of dollars because of a scary incident within your family. Well, I think uh, it all began when our daughter Nan was 11 months old and she started choking 
and she would choke at home and then be fine. By the time I'd get her to the doctor, she'd be fine. But at that time, he would even run by the house, and she'd be fine. So finally, he said, Barbara, there's something wrong with this child. So they did an X-ray, found a little shadow, and uh, then they did a bronchoscopy and discovered she had inhaled about nine pieces of blue crayon. So, of course, when they got in the windpipe, it was choking her, but when they moved, she was fine. So in the process of doing the bronchoscopy, they dropped the piece of crayon in her lung, which, of course, went into pneumonia, and we sat by an oxygen tent for six days just praying that she was going to make it. So we looked at each other as young parents and said, you know what? If we're ever in a position to help someone, we want it to be children. So we weren't in any position then, but uh, when we were, we just um, uh, started our foundation in 2004 and sort of just helped small agencies and small diseases in, in, our, in our area. And uh, then it was interesting, uh, Miami Children's Hospital, we had done some things with them, and they kind of wanted to be a more global hospital. So they asked if they could use our name, which they now have changed Miami Children's Hospital to Nicholas Children's Hospital. So we've come a long way, and we're so proud of what's going on and how we've been able to help children, which is, I think, um, one of my favorite saying, that's uh, a baby is God's opinion that the world should go on. So there's nothing better or more, that more just more wonderful than a, than a healthy child. Oh, Barbara, I love that saying. And, you know, when I think about the PGA Tour, and you guys were there from, you know, pretty much the inception, if you think, think back, uh, did you ever envision where we would be today? I mean, millions and tens and hundreds of millions of dollars, just that golf has raised, and then you as a family. Well, I think any, any of the golfers uh, is so proud of what, uh, what's been done. The golfers get it, Jay. I mean, they just uh, uh, they want to give back, and I, I think this generation, now the young ones, they, they really they give back so quickly. And uh, I think it's wonderful. I know I, I think golf gives, gives more to charity than all the other national sports put together. So I think all the guys on the tour are very proud of that. We're proud of them. We're going to get back to some of that, but I'm curious, what was it like when you're watching your husband playing the Masters or playing a, a major, and you're you're probably biting nails over there? What was that like <laughs> watching him do his thing? Well, you know, it's kind of funny. People accuse me of looking like I'm at a tea party, which uh, I'm really not. But, <laughs> you know, I didn't know golf existed when I met Jack, so actually watching him play, I really didn't know I was supposed to be nervous. So I think I just loved watching him and, uh, you know, obviously got really into it and didn't ever want to miss a, a shot. Barbara, and you think about Gary, I got to play with Jackie in college and just and Steve playing football at, at uh, Florida State, but also a really good player. The, the offshoots of the game of golf, Barbara, and your, what your, your children have done and the foundations and the golf courses, the communities that people live in, the whole thing has just exploded in, into this massive golf-related thing. Well, you know, it's funny with all the things you just said in that last spiel, family kind of jumped out at me. And I, I kind of laughed because Jack would fly across country for one of the kids' baseball games. Uh, he flew between rounds of the Mexican Open for the kids to play a state high school football game. And I think the kids, our kids just thought that's what dads do. Well, now that they're married and have their own, they will say to me, Mom, 
can't believe Dad came here. I can't believe Dad came there. And Nan said, and Nan would say to me, Mom, Dad came to more games than the parents that lived in town. So I think that may be what he's most proud of. That uh, he said, I refuse for my kids to go away to college and not know. And believe me, he knew each one of them. I'm sure too. You're so proud of the Play Yellow initiative. Can you dive into that for our listeners and explain, uh, Barbara, how that all transpired and and what it means to you today? Well, I'll tell you that I get so emotional when I think of that Play Yellow and how some tiny little thing has grown into this fabulous fundraiser. Uh, my minister's wife called me, and it was in the late 60s, and she said, Barbara, our son Craig has just been diagnosed with Ewing sarcoma. He's a big fan of Jack's. Do you think Jack would ever call him? I said, Mary Lou, of course he would call him. Well, uh, fortunately, this turned out to be a wonderful, uh, very personal friendship, and, and Jack and Craig probably talked at least once a week. And one Sunday night, Jack had called Craig, and it happened to be a tournament he had won that day. And Craig said, Jack, you know why you won that tournament today? Jack said, no, Craig, why? He said, because I had on my lucky yellow shirt. So from then on, Jack said to Craig, he said, well, if you can wear a lucky yellow shirt for me, I can wear a lucky yellow shirt for you. So we didn't say anything publicly. It was just kind of our little thing. But Jack basically wore a yellow shirt most every Sunday that he played. We lost Craig in uh, 1971. He was 13 years old, but his memory has, you know, stayed with us and the love that the two of them had for each other. And it happened to be an April day in 1986. We're at the Masters, and it's Sunday of the last round. And Jack's kind of rummaging through his suitcase trying to find something to wear. And he pulls out this yellow shirt, and he looks over at me, and he said, what do you think? I said, Jack, you have to wear it, not only in memory of Craig, but in honor of Craig. So when Jack won the Masters in that day, the yellow shirt story kind of became public. And uh, it's just, it's grown. And I mean, the, uh, in nine, I think it was 2019 at the Players' Championship, Children's Miracle Network and uh, the PGA Tour and our foundation and the two of us uh, came together as a partner and uh, we made a pledge to raise $100 million in the first five years. And we are very excited that uh, when we have our annual meeting in October that we can uh, actually say we are on track for about $130 million. Funds raised stay locally in the uh, Children's Miracle Network hospitals, which we have about 170 across the U.S. and Canada. So it's just exploded, and so many groups have had uh, 12 sessions or fundraisers for Play Yellow. And I think now when people see Yellow on the golf course, they relate it to Play Yellow. And I think we've gotten a lot of... Uh, donations that way that people are just excited to be a part of something that helps children barbara i can i can uh say with such honor that the children's miracle network asked me to be their their local chair for the event here and i have learned more about this play yellow you know since you guys became involved and i'm it's so dynamic and it's got so many of the uh, community sponsors involved it's really special well, I think it's just great. I mean, the the, uh, <clears throat> the birdies for children and the birdie bash and what do you call your swing for miracles? Was that it? And, yes. Uh, I mean, I think it's just fabulous that 
a lot of local groups are catching on. And at the Memorial Tournament a uh, couple of years, we would um, give a yellow T-shirt to anyone who came in, came in the gate and donated. So it, it's, it's just it's so emotional for me to think of just a, a wonderful, beautiful friendship between Jack and Craig has grown into such a wonderful fundraiser. What's it mean to you, and Barbara Nicholas is our guest, when you see the players of today wearing the ribbons or wearing that yellow shirt and the pride that you must have as a family to see that uh, transpire on those weekends and those special days? I get very emotional when I see that. But I think it's just indicative of how our golfers today feel. They are not out there for themselves. They're out there for others. And I know some of the pros on the tour now, they'll here we're having a fundraiser and they'll call. How can I help? I mean, I just it's, it's just fabulous, I think, how the golf world reacts to this. Barbara, I can just say this as a player, to have someone like the Nicholas family, you and Jack, as at the top of the heap, being this example, I, it's, it's super, super special. It means a ton for us to get to learn and get to see, you know, how this is supposed to be done. You, you talk about how the golfers want to give back. When I first got on tour, you know, you always would look to the leaders of the guys on the tour, and that's where the examples are all laid down. And I know that you still have good relationships with Ricky Fowler and a lot of the younger players as well that, that, that kind of come to you for counsel. Yeah, I call Rick, Ricky calls me his other mom. So <laughs> I was very happy when my little boy won yesterday. Right. <laughs> When you're at the memorial and the players are coming off on the 18th, I'd love to be a fly on the wall of some of those conversations. Can you uh, pull back the curtain a little bit? What are, what are those conversations like with you, Jack, and a player? Well, you know, really, there's really not much conversation. I mean, they're anxious to get off. They're anxious to sign their scorecards, and they just stop and, uh, you know, just really to be polite to Jack. And, of course, Jack's always thrilled to just say congrats and probably have more conversation later. When, when I think about how you and Jack started and the PGA Tour started and just how, the, I don't know a better description, of, but saying the world was just kind of smaller, you know, I'm not a huge social media fan and things like that, but there are, there are ways to really tell, like to play Yellow Story through Facebook and things like that that never existed. It's really remarkable when you think about how much these initiatives touch people, touch families' lives all across the world now. Well, I don't think any of us was really trying to do that. We just thought it was the right thing to do, and then all of a sudden someone would come in from over here, someone would come in from over there, and we thought, hey, this is really something important and something that we can raise a lot of money and do a lot of good for children, for, for their resources, for, I mean, just whatever, the corporate partners and the industry partners from the tour and the PGA of America. And we just feel like all of a sudden we're reaching communities nationwide, which what could be better. It's fantastic. And one of the things that always interests me, Barbara, when Jack would talk about how many majors he won and said, you know, I was probably good for two or three of those, but Barbara was really responsible for the others. I, I, he probably just looked over and saw me and said that. <laughs> <laughs> he saw you walk in the room. But, Barbara, <laughs> want to talk, talk a little bit about supporting 
I mean, here's the the best golfer that's ever played. I mean, just a little bit of insight into family life because here's a guy flying across country to go to to games and to miss not miss dances and things like that while still trying to compete at the highest level. There had to be some some down moments. Well, you know, we were married and had Jackie before Jack turned pro. So uh, I not only did not know how to travel with a child, I didn't know how to travel by myself. But uh, I, I think it just all started very innocently. I just thought that was my place to be to, you know, to support him. It, it was, like you said, it was kind of different. It was kind of like a small family back then. If, if someone else's husband happened to be playing better than Jack, I would keep her kids that day. Or vice versa, one of the other wives would keep mine. So it kind of started out like that. And you know, it's it's just grown, and I think I think the golfers' wives appreciate everything, and it's very different now. I mean, they have a lot of people traveling with them, and it's very different. And I don't think either one was better. We just thought our realm was the was the best and the greatest to be in. I, I guess you just you just do what you do, and I know sometimes uh, some of the gals will ask for a little advice, and I think the main thing that I really like to say to them is. Just because you become a mother, don't forget that you're a wife. And um, wow. I think that says a lot for the gals out there. It really does. And I bet some of those other wives really got to know the Nicholas children because your man played well a lot of times over there. <laughs> you know what? One of the things I can remember when we had Andy North, I think, on the show, and they talked about that where we almost had – this traveling community where your children would be friends with kids that were also parents were playing on the tour and then they'd go home and have a, a different set of friends. And my daughters even had that Barbara. And it was really kind of, kind of a special treat when they reunite with yeah. other friends. It is special. And I think we still have like Andy and Sue North, we still have that friendship today. So uh, I, I think those are special and that's what you look back on and treasure. Well, Barbara, we'll let you go because we know you're busy and you got a lot of money to raise, so that's always good to talk about. But I'm keep trying. I know you do. So what's the best way for people to find out more about this, educate themselves, and then ultimately, hopefully, donate time and money to what you're doing? Well, um, our foundation is Nicholas Children's Healthcare Foundation, which uh, we formed in 2004, and that benefit, like uh, every penny from the Memorial Tournament goes there, but it's... Every penny that goes through our foundation and stays in Columbus. So every penny that we raise around the country stays where it's where it's raised. So I think we're proud of that. And then the Play Yellow organization is just playyellow.org. So, um, like I said, I get so emotional just saying Play Yellow when I think of our precious Craig. So a lot of good things have happened, and Jack and I are very blessed. Barbara, we so appreciate your time. And, and- don't stop anytime soon. This country, we, we golfers, we all we all need your support. We all need your guidance. Well, you're very kind, and I'm not so sure about that, but I appreciate it. Fun to talk to you guys. Thanks a lot. No, thank you. That's Barbara Nicholas, the First Lady of Golf. This is Golf with Jay Delsing, presented by Darty Business Solutions. That was the Front Nine, presented by the Ascension Charity Classic. Coming up, it's the Back Nine and more of golf with Jay Delsing. This is Jay Delsing. Did you know that Marcone is the largest authorized appliance parts distributor in the world? That's right, the largest in the world. Did you know that Marcone is based right here in our backyard of St. Louis, Missouri? 
While that's pretty impressive, what's more impressive is the way that they give back to the St. Louis community and our region. CEO Jim Sowers has donated service dogs to the wounded servicemen and women of our armed forces. Suites at St. Louis Blues Games have been donated and auctioned off in which all proceeds were given to the backstoppers. Then there was the Marcone Police and Firefighters Viewing Deck at the Ascension Charity Classic this past year. It was a huge success. So much so that it's being implemented on other tour stops around on the PGA Tour. To Jim Sowers and his incredible team at Marcone, we want to say thank you. Thank you, Marcone a proud sponsor of the Golf with Jay Delsing Show. For the best in Italian cuisine in St. Louis, look no further than Paul Mano's, located in Chesterfield. It's traditional Italian cooking, and their best ingredient, it's their tradition. It's cooking like Paul's grandmother used to make and like his mother still prepares today. There are no corners cut at Paul Mano's, from greeting you at the door to the pasta you'll share with your family. Paul Mano's is committed to bringing you their very best anytime you share a meal at their place. It's Paul Mano's located in Chesterfield. I want to thank the Gateway section of the PGA again for supporting the Golf with Jay Delsing show. This is their third year of support. Over 300 men and women in our area supporting golf and making our golf experiences so much better. Through PGA Reach, PGA Hope, the Junior League, and the list goes on and on. These are just examples of programs and charitable aspects at different opportunities that our section supports and enhances in our community. Whether it's a driving range somewhere, your country club, or whatever it is, and it has to do with golf, our section and their members will have their hands in it and involved in it. Our professionals are there making the game better for everyone. We want to thank the Gateway Section of St. Louis. Family Golf and Learning Center. No matter your age or skill level, Family Golf and Learning Center, located in Kirkwood, has something for you. They've got it all. PGA and LPGA instruction, double-decker driving range, par-3 golf course, trackman simulators, a large short-game green design to help you with all your shots around the green, bunkers, rough, and Zoysia fairway pitching. And now open the Tahoma Bermuda Grass Tees, the best turf to hit from in St. Louis. It's all at Family Golf and Learning Center. To schedule a lesson or to find out more, visit FamilyGolfOnline.com. That's FamilyGolfOnline.com. Family Golf and Learning Center. We make St. Louis better at golf. This is the Back Nine on Golf with Jay Delsing. The Back Nine is presented by Pro-Am Golf, located in Brentwood. See what Pro-Am Golf can do for you. Golf with Jay Delsing, presented by Darty Business Solutions. Let's go back to Barbara Nicholas. A lot of fun to visit with her. I wish the, I wish the listeners could have seen our faces when she came on the, the interview. I mean, she just has so, you can hear it. You can feel it. She's 80 plus years old. And she just has so much energy and so much light, love, just all of that cool stuff just makes you want to be around her and so emotional as she said multiple times in the interview about what they're trying to do to help children throughout the united states yeah i mean look they the the miami children's hospital renamed the entire hospital the nicholas you know children's hospital now i think i think danny they have either three or four 
house, hospitals with the Nicholas name on it. We are talking about hundreds of millions of dollars. And, and let's even let's even tap the brakes for a minute on the play yellow thing because that's fantastic. And the whole thing since 2004 where their their initiative was to raise 200 million dollars. They've been the memorial tournament's been plowing through charitable dollars, you know, for years and years and one of the best tournaments on our schedule. David, I, I can't even imagine what the real number is that they've raised. Kudos to you. You're part of the Play Yellow initiative here locally with the Children's Miracle Network, and I know that puts a smile on your face. I can't wait. I mean, we're, we're doing an event. It's a top golf. It's going to be, I think, in November, and it's just going to be fantastic. And this Children's Miracle Network, they do a phenomenal job. Melissa and her team, they do a great job. And uh, I really, really appreciate them, and I'm honored to be part of it. So then the dark side of uh, the PGA Tour and now Live comes full circle this past week. Ron Price, COO of the PGA Tour, and Jimmy Dunn, you've heard that name a lot, member of the PGA Tour, testified in front of the Governmental Affairs Subcommittee on Investigations. They examined the PGA LIV deal. Let's talk about this, Jay. Let's get into it. What's your takeaway from what you heard? First of all, it sucks, Danny. I mean, having the government involved in too much, I mean, they struggle handling their own stuff. Now they're going to get involved in this. But anyway, we brought it on ourselves. Okay. But what really came to light is his excellency, as he's referred to, I don't know what that's about. But anyway, this guy just wants to be involved in the PGA Tour. He wants to have Tiger Woods under an umbrella somehow of of something that he's involved in. He wants a membership at Augusta National. Really? You think that's going to happen now? And, And some of these other things. And it's like, you know, Danny, one of the things I was thinking something nefarious was underfoot here. Something weird was it's it's really about this guy having a Jones to be involved with the PGA Tour, and that's pretty much it. How about Greg Norman? And it was uh, finally brought to light in this uh, subcommittee with the government involved. There was an email to Jay Monahan four months before they started ever put a ball in the ground, peg in the ground for LIV. And it said, quote, what's wrong with allowing players? This is Greg Norman to Jay Monahan. Quote, what's wrong with allowing players to make their own decisions about where they want to play, how often they want to play? What is wrong with the player's choice? You know, players are independent contractors. You were one. There is probably a little truth to that, but it takes away, obviously, from where all these guys are making their money, and that's the PGA Tour. Uh, Danny, absolutely. I mean, listen, when we signed up and we got our tour cards, Tiger Woods included, he signed away his rights. But, Danny, you know this from your phenomenal sports background. There's no league if the players control their rights, they have to. You you can't put a television package together if you don't know which players are going to be involved. Could you imagine Michael Jordan owning his own rights and we get to game seven and he decides right. you, you can't watch me because I can. You can't do that. The no, NBA sponsor, has to do that. Well, your sponsors are relying on the names. Exactly. They're relying on Jay Delsing. They're relying on Phil Mickelson. They're relying on Tiger Woods. That's why you can't give up the individual likeness if you're the PGA Tour. There's no way. There's no way. And so that the whole thing with Phil and Greg, it's, 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 it's stupid. Now, the independent contractor thing, Danny, you're spot on. You're spot on. Here's the deal, though. That's a two-edged sword, a double-edged sword. You can go where you want to go, but you don't have to be hired. So if you're going to do that, then the PGA Tour can say, you're not, you're not welcome here. 
which is basically what they've done. And now Greg Norman, it's also come to light. Now he is the head of LIV and part of the agreement, maybe moving forward, the talk is that he will not be a part of that. He's going to be fired. And I'm sure if you're the PGA Tour, you want nothing to do with Greg Norman right now. No, nothing to do with him. Danny, he's had a vendetta against the PGA Tour, and it's and it's been so obvious. He started back in 93, and you know, it's interesting. And Brad Faxon said this on in his interview that we had him on a couple months ago. They had this interview down at the Shark Shootout, I mean, a player uh, meeting. And there were only about 14 or 18 players, and Jack and Arnold were included in that. And most of the the takeaway from the meeting from the players was like, wow, interesting idea, but no way. And Greg comes out the next day and says, everybody agreed to it. I mean, Greg has got his own agenda, Danny. He doesn't care. It's interesting because he's so willing to walk away and stab the PGA Tour in the back. And it is the same entity that created and gave him a platform for all of his wealth and all of his championships and his notoriety. And it's the PGA Tour. And the commissioner of the PGA Tour is Jay Monahan. He has been out from an undisclosed illness for weeks, but he is expected to return here shortly. That has been the word on the PGA Tour. I'm fascinated to see how he, now he's had time to think about this. He's had time to realize that his interviews have not gone well. He's got time to prepare. He's going to be asked about this from every single angle. I'm fascinated to see how he comes out and what he has to say. Danny, he's got, first of all, from a player standpoint, he's got major fences to mend. And I don't know if it's fatal or not. I have a feeling it might be fatal. I read what uh, Xander Shoffley said. And he goes, look, I, I don't trust people easily, and I gave him my trust, and now he's removed a lot of that from what he said. I mean, Danny, what would have been wrong? And Jay must have just gotten horrific advice. What would have been wrong with on that CNBC interview saying, we are considering X, Y, Z. We are contemplating. It's and a here's business why. decision. Exactly. And it's a possibility. We're rethinking our position. Don't come out and use the word merger. Do not do that. How about Rory McIlroy this past week again asked about it over in Europe, but he said there is absolutely no way under any circumstances that I will play on the live tour. He said, absolutely not. None. And, and that, Danny, one of the things that came out to your point a few moments ago was that Yasser wanted Rory and Tiger. He wanted two big heads on the mantle and not happening. So those guys are playing right now in the Scottish Open, the British Open, right around the corner. We know that a lot of people, whether you're in St. Louis, anywhere that you're listening, are making a vacation to go overseas. You're going to play in Ireland. You're going to play in Scotland, wherever that may be. Well, it's a different style of game. So we're going to have a little teaching lesson when we come back, playing in cold weather, playing in the wind, playing in those kind of conditions. It isn't easy. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. We're presented by Darty Business Solutions, and we'll be back with the 19th hole, and that's coming up. This has been the Back Nine, presented by Pro-Am Golf. We'll make the turn into the clubhouse and head into the 19th hole. That's next on Golf with Jay Delsing. Delsing here, and since 1975, Tom DeGrand and his children have founded and run the top golf store in all of St. Louis. It's located on South Brentwood. The DeGrants and Pro-Am Golf Centers have been helping all of St. Louis play better golf through better equipment, lessons on the indoor simulators, and by getting you fitted using the state-of-the-art technology. Call 314 647 
888-888-8054 and set up your personal fitting with CJ. He's the best, and he will help you find the right equipment that's perfect for your game. For nearly 50 years, St. Louis has trusted their games to Pro-Am Golf. Don't you think it's time to take your game to the next level? Call 314-647-8054 or visit them on the web at ProAmGolfUSA.com. It's Pro-Am Golf. Family Golf and Learning Center. No matter your age or skill level, Family Golf and Learning Center, located in Kirkwood, has something for you. They've got it all. PGA and LPGA instruction, double-decker driving range, par-3 golf course, trackman simulators, a large short-game green design to help you with all your shots around the green, bunkers, rough, and Zoysia fairway pitching. And now open the Tahoma Bermuda Grass Tees, the best turf to hit from in St. Louis. It's all at Family Golf and Learning Center. To schedule a lesson or to find out more, visit FamilyGolfOnline.com. That's FamilyGolfOnline.com. Family Golf and Learning Center. We make St. Louis better at golf. Powers Insurance and Risk Management combines 200 years of experience and cutting-edge products to deliver exceptional service, value, and clarity to their clients. Powers Insurance will deliver the highest quality property and casual insurance programs and strategic planning consultation services in the industry. Insurance can be overwhelming and confusing. It can be tough to understand. Powers Insurance simplifies it for you and your business. Powers Insurance and Risk Management will partner with you by providing ongoing assistance, consultation, and service that will help you control your insurance expenses and your workplace safety. Find out how Powers Insurance can help you. Visit powersinsurance.com. That's powersinsurance.com. Hi, this is Nick Ragone from the Ascension Charity Classic. And you're listening to Golf with Jay Delsing. Hey guys, Jay Delsing here, and listen up. Remember this name, Redbird Heating and Cooling. That's Redbird Heating and Cooling, 314-320-9507. This is a family-owned and operated St. Louis business. Owner and CEO Jed Dickinson leads their apprenticeship program called the Veterans Vocational. He will teach and sign off on educational and mechanical work hours while you get licensed as you get paid working for the company. That's Redbird Heating and Cooling, 314-320-9507 or redbirdhvac.com. Start your new career as a licensed HVAC specialist with Redbird Heating and Cooling. This is Golf with Jay Delsing, and let's head to the 19th hole. Golf with Jay Delsing presented by Darty Business Solutions. It's the 19th hole, and this should be a lot of fun. The Scottish Open is wrapping up today. Then all eyes in the golf world will be on the British Open. And, Jay, we wanted to talk about a little playing lesson here, going over to Europe and playing. It is cold. It's windy. Sometimes it's rainy. We got a lot of folks. I just had a buddy of mine over in Ireland go, yeah. to go play there and then go to play St. Andrews. And he texted me, he said, this is a beast, man. This isn't like oh, playing in St. Louis. No, this is nothing like it. First of all, you need gear. You need, and and with all this, this dry fit stuff that they have out now, you can l- get some layers on there and figure out what 
where the point of diminishing return, you can actually get, if it gets really, really cold, you can get too many layers on. But it's still summertime over there, so it shouldn't be, you know, uh, much more than, lower than 50. But make sure you get a t-shirt on, make sure you get something in there to keep the heat in. That's that's really important, because there's nothing, especially as you get older, Danny, there's nothing worse than getting cold, and those muscles feel like they're not working, and, and you got to have a good umbrella. It's got to have the gust buster function at the top where it lets air through go throughout or else you're going to have your umbrella blow up over there i was watching the scottish open over the weekend boy these guys are going away from their driver and they are hitting their irons and they hit them low below the wind and let it just run on the hard fairways over in europe and you're danny you're going to see a lot of weird bounces because there's so many little humps and moguls and things like that so the ball go left twice and right three times and it was fascinating my first venture over there i played at carnoustie which is a beast and we only have 15 to 20 mile an hour winds and they they called that a wow. they called that a breeze that and i was right? like whoa but it can <laughs> blow so hard over there and i mean you want that ball close to the ground as much as you can and we talked about this before but you got to start thinking around the greens a lot of chip and runs, and even use your hybrid clubs to help you get the ball up in the air a little bit, just like a punting stroke. Use it just like a punting stroke, and that ball will get just up in the air a little bit, but have a lot of tumble. How about the sand traps when you play over in Europe, too? They are deep, man. Oh, they are so deep. Treacherous, and there's a lot of them are circular, Danny, and that ball goes on the wrong side. I remember playing in the British Open at St. Andrews, and on the 11th hole, it's a, it's a par three, and the wind was blowing hard in from the left, and the pin was cut right on the left side of the green. And I pulled this thing just a fraction. It landed on the green. It rolled up there and fell into this bunker and wound up going to the far side in this circular bunker. So I had to play towards the 12th tee, which was exactly 180 degrees away from the pin. I was pissed i bet you were what the hell kind of deal is this because i really hit a pretty quality shot that didn't work out but i mean i was watching people do this all over the place you know i've seen people even here in stateside use a rescue club to chip now you were just talking about that a moment ago about doing that over in europe is there a way to do it is there a key to doing that well i think the key to doing it is practicing it so that you get a feel for it because there are a couple components you're going to realize it's it the shaft is much longer than your putter and i just suggested using a putting motion because that's the simplest so the ball in the forward in your stance a little bit and then just swing the head of that thing but you're you need to get used to it because the weight is going to be different than your putter and so figuring how hard to swing that thing is really going to be crucial but you'll love what happens to that around the the surfaces of the green where you have to go up these big hills Danny and try to get it to stop and where your wedge it's never going to work off that hard pan you know what I think when I see any time that they're playing over in Europe and this means even when the the PGA Tour is in the United States and I'll flip through and the golf channels get something going on in Europe I feel bad about this I can't help but think about John Vandeveld, and I can't help but think about Tom Watson at Turnberry and having a chance to win there. Oh, I, do, I agree. Those are some of the things that they're – isn't it funny how those those things almost scar your brain, yes. even though it's not us that – I don't want to see these guys lose. That John Vandeveld thing is almost like a horror movie for a, gol- for a professional golfer, Danny. As a guy that's been in contention many times and won a bunch of tournaments, when you saw that, when you watched that, a former – 
PGA Tour player, and back then a contemporary. How tough was that even for you just to watch? To me, it was gut-wrenching. Oh, Danny, it just ripped your heart out. It just absolutely ripped your heart out. I mean, look, he's not a friend of mine. I've actually been paired with him before, and I've played with him before. He's a really nice guy, got a good sense of humor, speaks really good English. Uh, obviously a Frenchman, but to watch him make so many bad decisions in such a short period of time, you know, it's interesting. He got also really unlucky because had, you know, he hit his ball into the bleachers intentionally because you get a drop. I know that's not going to be ever said, but he hit it over there on purpose. And and unfortunately, instead of hitting a spectator, it hit a handrail and popped all the way back across the berm. So then if that ball would have just gone into the berm, he'd have won the British Open because he'd have taken that penalty stroke and dropped out. And But he went from short of the berm to then into the berm, and it just spiraled from there. I think about Tiger, at the uh, the first Masters that he won, blowing away the field at his age. I think about Jack Nicklaus in 86 and what he did, and you, you talked about it. Yes, sir! Yes. He, he got the, uh, the guy, got the green jacket, which was awesome. It was so cool to see. But I think about Tom Watson. Where would we talk about him? And I think he was 59 at the time. Yes, sir, 59. What would we be saying about that? if he? I got goosebumps right now, you know, thinking about him winning at the age of 59, the British Open. I mean, when you think about that tournament, I can still vividly remember watching this shot and them saying it's right online. And I'm thinking, Tom Watson's going to win the British Open at 59. It's going to be... And the he biggest thing that's too. ever happened in golf. I mean, you're gonna. There's some great feats that, that have been accomplished, but to win a major championship at 59. I mean, Phil Mickelson did it at 50 and was the oldest. Tom, almost a decade older, would have just. I mean, remarkable, remarkable. Now, speaking of winning tournaments, I do this every week. I'm going to ask Jay Delsing. He's getting ready for the Ascension. Uh, we had lunch this past week with Nick Ragone. Amazing what's going on with the corporate support here in St. Louis. Even bigger this year for the Ascension Charity Classic. Tickets are going well. AscensionCharityClassic.com. All right, Jay Bird, how's it going? How you feeling? Game is good. I'm I'm really looking forward. I'm pulling you your you and your bag back to the uh, the, the 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 tips, and we're playing Norwood a lot, and the golf course is in phenomenal shape. And what about what Nick said? about they had to ask for special dispensation to put more corporate skyboxes up there. How I cool think that's is that? so cool. Yeah. I mean, and that's a tribute to, A, the guys at HNS and B, St. Louis. I mean, we, we, we deliver. These guys, this community, it delivers. And he mentioned a couple of new names that have been added to uh, coming to the Ascension Charity Classics, so some pretty big names in golf coming to St. Yeah, Louis. Stuart Sink uh, comes to mind. You know, he just turned 50. Noda Begay, we're hoping Noda is... is, is uh, going to be in the field but for the first time Miguel and Hal Jimenez is going to play in the field and he we call him the mechanic because he looked like a an auto mechanic when we first met him he plays like a world beater he's really a kid and he's a character we have a podcast that drops every Wednesday it's called Beyond the Fairways this past week Olin Brown was our guest so wherever you get your podcast Beyond the Fairways make sure that you download that podcast but this was great with Barbara Nicholas there sure was and don't forget we're giving away golf balls folks anybody wants a dozen free free dozen TP5 golf balls compliments of tailor-made golf and our, our buddy Jeff Thornhill, send me an, um, an email, j at jdelsingolf.com, spell J-A-Y on both sides of that, guys. 
put the word balls in the in the subject matter somewhere and we'll we just sent out the four dozen for june and uh the boys sent me uh actually there was one female uh that got a dozen i don't have the names in front of me now but i got a little emails back they're they're delighted and they said nope these don't go straight either <laughs> i can attest to that i could definitely attest to that this has been golf with jay delsing we're presented by darty business solutions for jay delsing i'm dan mclaughlin jay how do we end the show Hit straight, St. Louis. Hey, this is Jay Delsing for SSM Health Physical Therapy. Our golf program has the same screening techniques and technology as the pros on the PGA Tour use. SSM Health Physical Therapy has the Titleist Performance Institute trained physical therapists that can perform the TPI screening on you as well as use the KVEST 3D motion capture system. Proper posture, alignment, etc. can help you keep your game right down the middle. We have 80 locations in the St. Louis area. Call 800-518-1626 or visit them on the web at SSMPhysicalTherapy.com. Your therapy, our passion. This is Dan McLaughlin inviting you to the 21st annual Dan McLaughlin Golf Tournament to benefit the Special Education Foundation. This tournament has raised over $5 million and 100% of the money raised has gone to children with special needs in our community. To sponsor, volunteer, or to play in the event on October 9th at Norwood Hills Country Club, please visit sef-stl.org. I'll see you on October 9th at Norwood Hills Country Club. Hey, Jay Delsing here, and I'm privileged to have Darty Business Solutions as the title sponsor for the Golf with Jay Delsing show. Every Sunday, 9 a.m., Tune in for all the latest in the world of golf. And don't forget to send me an email, j at jdelsongolf.com, to enter to win a dozen TP5 golf balls that we give away each week. That's Golf with Jay Delsing, Sunday mornings at 9. Darty Business Solutions, the title sponsor of the Golf with Jay Delsing show, is a leader in our community in so many areas. Do they have over 2,500 teammates in over 30 states? In three countries? Yes, they do. Are they the largest IT consulting firm in our area? Yes, they are. Are they the largest software developer in the St. Louis region? Of course they are. But here are a few other important things to know about Doherty Business Solutions. They are the presenting sponsor of the Ascension Charity Classic. They are the presenting sponsor and were the first presenting sponsor of the Advocate Professional Golfers event at Glen Echo that will be held there this year as well. They are also the founders of Access Point. This is a community game changer. It builds diversity in the IT workforce. Hundreds of mostly African-American women are getting fifty dollars to $60,000 a year jobs right out of high school. That's right, right out of high school. Ron Darty, company founder, chaired the 2023 Heart Ball this year. It supported the local American Heart Association chapters and raised over $600,000 in one evening. These are more examples of the many things that Darty Business Solutions does in our community. Hello, friends. This is Jim Nance, and you are listening to Golf with my friend, Jay Delson. Hey guys, Jay Delsing here, and listen up. Remember this name, Redbird Heating and Cooling. That's Redbird Heating and Cooling, 314-320-9507. This is a family-owned and operated St. Louis business. 
owner and CEO Jed Dickinson leads their apprenticeship program called the Veterans Vocational. He will teach and sign off on educational and mechanical work hours while you get licensed, as you get paid working for the company. That's Redbird Heating and Cooling, 314-320-9507 or redbirdhvac.com. Start your new career as a licensed HVAC specialist with Redbird Heating and Cooling. You're listening to Golf with Jay Delsing. To connect with Jay, log on to jdelsinggolf.com. You'll see the latest in equipment, find the latest innovations in golf, and get tips from a PGA professional. That's jdelsinggolf.com. 